This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Back into it with our panel, David Wills, Anthony Fury, and Peter Sherman, and this big first minister's meeting with the prime minister and some ministers, key ministers like Morneau and uh, Freeland, uh, or Catherine McKenna, rather, Dominic LeBlanc, taking place in Montreal tomorrow. But Doug Ford has signaled, unless they talk about the stuff that the premiers want to talk about, uh, he, for one, will walk. He's not interested, uh, and they've set their own agenda items that include pipelines and oil prices, carbon pricing, the auto sector, removing internal trade barriers, the cannabis supply, asylum seekers. I'm thinking, well, those are the priorities, aren't those the big ticket items? Sherman, Sherman, what do you make of this? I mean, if uh, Doug is saying, hey, uh, let's have a sit down face to face with the prime minister. Don't give us these talking heads or uh, and the ministers, by the way, are concerned they'll be lectured to by Morneau, McKenna and LeBlanc. Uh, is Doug throwing his weight around justifiably? Yeah, I think he is. I, I, You know, the, these meetings don't have to be held for the sake of having a meeting. Although I, I've got to say that if you put the right subjects on them, it's probably a good idea to put people around the table. If you don't, it's uh, a waste of everybody's time. And Doug can afford his own dinner if that's what he wants. So can Rachel Notley and all of the other ones. Uh, if, if he's going to uh, Montreal, I think is where they're holding it. If yep. he's going to Montreal and uh, they want to talk about uh, things that are not of immediate concern to Ontario, then uh, his time can be better better spent. So I, I think it's legitimate for him to say, look, if you want to hold a meeting, poll us for what agenda items we think are the most important and take the, the top six that we can discuss as a group because they concern us all. Right. Uh, to that point, then, go ahead, Anthony. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Doug Ford runs Canada right now and Justin Trudeau is the opposition leader. He just hasn't figured it out yet. Everything he says is reactive, Trudeau. He's on the defensive for everything. Look, if Ford wanted to change the agenda because it looked like he was backing away from issues uncomfortable to him, I'd say, well, that's not too good. But to your point, these are the big issues, John, and Trudeau is clearly trying to weasel away from all of this. And those ministers you named, Christy Freeland, Catherine McKenna, they're incredibly condescending people right now in how they interact with the public and how they interact with other politicians. So they have good reason uh, to believe that uh, they're going to be talked down to. And people like Ford, you know, Notley, I mean, she's sort of really changing in her roots. She was like an eco-activist or whatnot. Now, I, I actually take her being more genuine than a lot of Alberta conservatives do. She's going, we got a problem here with our economy. I don't want to put up with any of this nonsense anymore. And they're going with real agenda items. Yeah. Economic uh, devastation can be a clarifying thing. Uh, but David Wills, I mean, is Doug playing the role of the bully here? Uh, how do you see this? Whole well, of thing? course he is. That's that's the role that he's chosen to play. But I think it's important, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to disagree with a lot of what uh, Anthony just said, but there was a theme to this first minister's meeting, which is important to Canada, which is reducing interprovincial trade barriers which are ridiculous. And I think True. we would all Agreed. agree that they are ridiculous. Right. So there was good work that was happening to position it at that, you know, that you're going to have to listen to Catherine McKenna talk about climate change is not what it was about. So, you know, but I think that, you know, the, both Doug Ford and Justin Trudeau are very happy. They're both like the political thing that there is here now, because, you know, as you know, Anthony a little said, dance. Well, no, Anthony says that, you know, Doug Ford is running Canada. He is certainly running the conservative party of Canada. We don't hear about what's his name. The, you know, the guy that I, I can't you just referenced him last segment. Yeah, I know, but I've already forgotten him. He's so forgettable. So, but Doug Ford is driving the brand of conservatism nationally mm -hmm. and he's doing that. And Justin Trudeau would much rather have a foil that he's not actually running against in the next election. So this helps Justin. So when Doug Ford does this and, and Justin gets to stand up to Doug Ford, Justin doesn't give a rat's behind if Doug Ford walks out of the room. 
And I will agree with Anthony again that I do think that Rachel uh, Rachel Motley is probably the strongest premier. Is that what you said? I think. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 you know she's taking a very different diplomatic approach to this, mm. saying we're going to talk about this. You won't build me my pipeline. I'm going to ship it by rail, and that's an r- inferior option. And she's very strong, and she's forcing the government to do her thing. So we have two different bully pulpits that are happening there. One diplomatic, and then uh, one that that f- is the Ford brand, and both of them work for them. And they also work for Justin, and I think we have to think about that. All right, but just as there's one taxpayer, uh, there might be only one conservative voter as well, provincially and federally, same cat. Well, yes and no. I think that you know the the move with the Francophone University, for example, won't fly well in Quebec. They put their 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 flags mm. at half mast after that. That hurts. <laughs> uh, what's his name? I can't I keep forgetting his name. The uh, National Conservative Leader. Mm. But that's not good for him. Mm. But that's a Doug Ford driven decision. Mm. And I also think that you know the Doug Ford brand doesn't help Jason Kenney either because they're talking about him, not about Jason Kenney. And Rachel Notley looks strong. Well, wait till Kenny assumes the role. That's just a matter of months. It's imminent. It's well, coming. Yeah, well, and keep, then it's going to be a, like a, a bipartisan or bipartite uh, type of attack on uh, your boy. I wanted my, to, no, no, no. Not my boy. Oh, yeah. Yours is Jugmeat. I've forgotten. Uh, we've forgotten about him I as forgot well. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, I've got to ask about something else. And this was the uh, decision that came down from the regulator in Washington State yesterday on Avista, which is uh, part of the uh, Hydro One uh operation or was slated to be at $6.7 billion, but it was scuttled because the regulator said there was political interference. Uh, Peter Sherman, let me ask you if in fact, uh, this was a good thing. We're extricated from coal fire generation. Uh, so it's a bonus that we've actually had this deal fall through. What would you say? Well, I think it, it, it may be on an environmental, uh, from an environmental perspective, although I have no idea, and I don't think any of us do, what a Vista was planning going down the road or what uh, what the hydro people who were the hydro people of the day now gone thought they were buying a Vista for. So, so that's number one. Number two, um, for, Ford is correct about two things. He needs to address high electricity costs and he runs the government, and the government owns more of Hydro One than any other shareholder. So he has to get involved, and I wonder if uh, if Avista actually was a good deal. Because the old board and the old CEO thought so, uh, and, and if, they, uh, if they hadn't disappeared, would the Avista acquisition have even been, uh, have been approved by, by the regulatory body, whatever it's called? And, and would it have improved Hydro One's bottom line? And we're never going to know. All right, uh, so it's speculative, and yet there are cancellation penalties here or whatever in uh, in place. So uh, is this a bad move on the part of, you know, Doug Ford being cited for political interference by the regulator, Anthony? The political interference thing is just total nonsense. It's called shareholder activism. I mean, heavens, 47%. I mean, Carl Icahn accomplishes more with a company with 4.7%, and people accept that's what it is. So I think there's some sheepishness going on all around. Well, I guess I'm going to have to be the one who stands up to say, where's the respect for the taxpayer here? There's $185 million in break in banking fees. And why? Vista, but and they see put the it longer in, horizon. No, but they put, it in a, they put it in a press release saying, because they don't, it's not in the interest of their ratepayers because of the political interference shown by the Ontario government at Hydro One. And now, like, you know, you're spinning it around that. Not this, spinning it, I'm just saying. Take a long-term look at things. That's well, who, the way who investors better, who better, do. Who better to phase out coal than an organization that has already phased out coal? They know how to do it. That's new into the, the argument. Ontario government, you're saying? No, on Hydro One. Right. The, they did it in Ontario. Right. 
right? We don't have any more coal. No. But this is being brought in after. That was the started fact. by the Harris government. No, this was it? a this was a great election line that he got that, that Doug Ford got onto the six million dollar man. It was very effective. It was mm-hmm. a very effective, simple line. He, and then so he what followed, you're saying he is followed the, through on it, but it's an example of ready, shoot, aim. Okay. The because he, I saved us six million bucks. Oh, wait a minute. There's a hundred and eighty five million dollar price tag. Does that six million dollars? Where's the taxpayer respect? Well, Sherman, you just mentioned you don't know where this is going. You're saying long range, this could be a benefit to the taxpayer in Ontario or the ratepayer. We, we, we don't know. We don't we know. We know 185 is coming off. We the know 185 top. is coming up. I'm not arguing with that. What I'm saying is this, and the $6 million man, yeah, that was a good election line. Here's what we don't know we don't know what would have been beneficial or, or non beneficial by the acquisition of Avista. We don't know. Somebody did, and a regulator decided that uh, what was good for them was not good for us. That's it. That's it. That is it. We're done. Uh, let's call a truce. No mas, no mas. I want to thank you all. This uh, Thursday edition is always a lively one. David Wills, Peter Sherman, Anthony Fury. Look forward to the next occasion. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God. The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.